0: Hello, it's Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness. This is show number 26 of my Get Fit, Stay Healthy podcast, a program dedicated to providing innovative, user-friendly, action-oriented, and results-tested information you can start using immediately. With me today on the phone via Skype is Christy Richardson, a registered dietitian and exercise physiologist and owner of a nutrition consulting company in Southern California. Diet pills, do they really work? What are in diet pills and are there any ingredients that we should look for? Are they dangerous? Are they addicting? Fat burners and appetite suppressants, they're all over the market. I tried a couple myself. And uh, I have to tell you, one of them made me feel awful, like jumping out of my skin. One of them worked for about a day. I wasn't hungry, anyway. After day two or three, it pretty much wore off. I would have had to have increased my dosage, I guess. Uh, And one other one, actually, that I got at a a nutrition store was pretty good, but when I talked to the, the guy there at the counter, he told me that I would have to take, again, several, start with one, then two, then three. And my concern, of course, with that is just the fact that you're increasing your dosage. Anyway, uh, I'm not suggesting you take anything like this, but there is so much on the market. And I wanted to talk to a registered dietitian who is not connected to any drug company, who does not sell pills on her website. And uh, I'm not putting down any of you who do, or if you own a nutrition store, I know that's part of your business, and I know there are legitimate pills, especially the ones that the bodybuilders use prior to competition. So having said that though, for the average person, I wanted to get Christy's opinion on using or taking appetite suppressants or uh, diet pills and in general uh, how she feels about this. And so that is the topic for today. So uh, Christy, diet pills, appetite suppressants, I guess, pretty much one and the same first of all, right?
1: Um, Mostly, yeah. The so-called fat burners typically act as both an appetite suppressant as well as a metabolism, uh, sorry, they also stimulate the central nervous system or, or try to increase metabolism. They do sometimes have appetite suppressants on their own, like for example, the Hoodia plant is a plant that's currently being investigated for its ability to act as an appetite suppressant and it hasn't been something that, um, that stimulates the central nervous system.
0: Is there, are there any ingredients or anything that actually would work for someone that's not dangerous in your opinion and with your research.
1: At this point we haven't found any problems with the hootia plant. So if that's something that someone wanted to try out we do have to keep in mind that it hasn't been something that's been on the dietary supplement market for all that long. So that's you know really the the one concern is that you're kind of acting as a guinea pig for this particular appetite suppressant because we might find out down the road that there are side effects from it but at this point we haven't seen any issues with Hoodia as far as safety is concerned and it may or may not be effective as an appetite suppressant so that is definitely something that someone co- could try out keeping in mind that there has been a study that's shown that the amount of Hoodia plants on the market could not be supported by the amount of hoodia plant that is actually available in the world. So some of these companies are telling you that they're giving you hootia or giving you a certain amount of Hoodia and they might not actually be. So just keeping that in mind and trying to go with the bigger, more reputable companies when purchasing an appetite suppressant that has the Hoodia in it.
0: Okay. I think I've read about that too. And you see, if you see it online, definitely you'll see some that say, we have more in ours or, you know, don't trust the other one. So I've seen some definitely, yes, yeah, some stuff on that. Okay. So we have that one. So what about all of the bodybuilders that claim they use all these at the indoor towards competition time to basically drop all their body fat? It seems like I, or maybe that's just them saying that as a testimonial. It seems like they talk about it all the time in articles and what they use to get cut up for, you know, competition.
1: You're right. Usually... They are dehydrating themselves and oiling themselves up as well as getting very tan in order to show that sort of cut look for their bodybuilding competition. So just keeping that in mind, that's really the way that they are getting this physique is by tanning, oiling, and dehydrating themselves to show that muscle tone. And even if that fat burner is stimulating their central nervous system a little bit to help them burn a little bit more calories, or suppressing their appetite a little bit to help them control their weight. The main reason that they look the way that they do is because of these more extreme measures that they take during the bodybuilding competition.
0: Oh, okay. So if, let's say, they, you know, they tend to use those, and they do, does that mess up their metabolism in general, or is there just a, a, an effect from the pill during that time?
1: It, it really shouldn't be anything long-term. It's more being concerned about the immediate risk of potentially causing someone to have a heart attack, a stroke, or seizures, which are some of the more extreme side effects that can happen from taking these fat-burning pills that have a combination of stimulants in them.
0: Uh, you know, Jillian Michaels had her um, has hers out now, and I know I read a couple people were suing her because they didn't have the results they wanted. And so I looked, and that was one that I tried. So to be honest with all you guys, I thought, well, maybe I should, I should definitely try these. And so I found a couple ways to get some samples so I didn't kn- have to buy a whole packet of stuff. You know what I found um, when I've tried this myself, because I was really curious to see what it would feel like. So, Christy, what I found was that with something like Jillian's, which... You know, I don't know if it's the milder one with the ingredients, but day one, I could kind of feel something, maybe day two, but by day three, I didn't feel any change. A little less hungry the first day, definitely didn't notice that, oh, I'm not hungry. It's been six hours. I'm normally hungry. That's what I noticed, but nothing on the third day.
1: I I would say that the dietary supplement that Jillian Michaels has does have a combination of stimulants like any of the other fat burners would have. It doesn't have one of the ones that I'm most concerned about, which might be why you didn't feel, um, you know, your heart beating out of your chest and some of these more extreme symptoms that, that some people get coming from the ones that have synephrine in, in them, which synephrine is an ingredient that's very similar to ephedrine when you look at the chemical structure. and um, I, I'm most concerned about the ones that have that in it because I worry that since it's so similar in structure to ephedrine that we might end up finding out down the road that it is also increasing the risk of, of someone having a heart attack or stroke. We had several several people die from taking supplements that had ephedrine in them, including a couple of professional athletes. Oh. And now we have all these so-called ephedra-free pills on the market. And so a lot of people think, oh, well, it doesn't have ephedra in it, so it must be safe. But many of those same supplements have synephrine instead. And I worry that because it's so similar in structure to ephedrine or ephedra, that it might have those same negative effects. Oh, so we just haven't had those pills on the market long enough to realize it.
0: Okay, so if someone... We're looking out there, that would definitely be one of the ingredients they might definitely see as a red flag, the synephrine. Yes. Okay,
1: definitely. so that's one. And that you- the slang term for it is bitter orange.
0: Have you ever come across a client that said, hey, I lost a bunch of weight with this and now I'm plateaued? I just don't hear of anyone using no. these successfully.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that any success that does end up coming from it really has to do with just that little bit of an extra ability to suppress the appetite, stimulate the central nervous system, just that little bit there for some people just sort of gives them the motivation to finally start exercising more and eating healthier because they feel like this pill is allowing them to do it when in reality the pill is only contributing a very small amount. The main thing that is effective is obviously the exercise and diet changes that they end up making
0: but could you get possibly addicted to this if you started taking would you need more and more and then pretty much feel like oh I have to take these have, have you ever heard of that happening
1: I you know I haven't and I I don't know of any of the ingredients in there being ingredients that would be considered addictive I wouldn't be surprised if someone started to get a caffeine headache when they yeah. went off of them just because of you know taking in higher levels of caffeine when taking it and then just like those who are trying to get off coffee, potentially getting a headache during that time. So slowly having someone wean themselves off could prevent that caffeine headache. But besides that, I I don't see anything in it that I've ever heard of as being addictive.
0: Okay. Now, a lot of them uh, have the green tea in them. And that I've read a lot about, that there seems to be research about green tea. I don't know if you need way more than what is typically in a pill or a drink, but I do see a lot of the green tea purported to be you know, one of the the uh, one of the ingredients that can help you with weight loss.
1: Green tea has caffeine in it, so I, I don't know that there's anything else in the green tea that's really helping to provide the appetite suppressant and, and stimulating ability in the body. I I have a feeling that it's that it's really just caffeine because green tea is high in caffeine.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so it basically comes back but, down to...
1: <laughs> and I think a lot of people want something, they like to hear things that sound a little bit more natural, and, um, and so maybe that made the, the green tea a little bit more attractive. Because actually, caffeine by itself even provides that, that. Caffeine by itself does suppress your appetite a little bit and slightly stimulate the central nervous system. But when you take caffeine and combine it with other stimulants, like guarana or colonette, or the green tea extract. And when you have a combination of them, they enhance each other's ability to suppress appetite and stimulate the central nervous system. But the problem being that as they get combined and as a result become more effective at suppressing appetite and stimulating the central nervous system, they at the same time become higher risk. That that's when you start to get this increased risk of having issues with heart attacks, strokes, seizures,
0: and so forth. Let's take this down to like the bottom line now. Okay, so in your opinion, bottom line, somebody, someone is really struggling and considering this. Uh, is there anything out there that you could uh, recommend and feel like on a professional level that you could actually say as a registered dietitian, okay, this isn't bad, you could try this and feel like anyone or the average person would be safe? trying it
1: I don't really feel that any of the you know I don't feel that hootia for example has been on the market long enough for me to actually recommend it and know for sure that it's going to be safe but it you know it is a, a plant that it has been I can't remember exactly the whole story behind it but I know that in other countries there are certain groups that have used this in the past for appetite suppressants, and um, I don't know of them having side effects from it, but it hasn't been on the dietary supplement market long enough for us to know that there aren't going to be negative effects from it. So I can't really say that I would recommend for someone to go and take that, um, but I would say that if someone were bound and determined to take something, (laughs) that that might be a lower-risk type of supplement to take and then also if someone were to find a dietary supplement that has a combination of stimulants but doesn't have the synephrine or the ephedrine in it, that that might be a safer bet as well. Now,
0: I know you've talked about the extreme possible effects and is that for the average person even or is it someone who maybe would have more risk factors towards heart attack or stroke or seizures?
1: It really is just for the average person. My cousin actually died from taking hydroxycut back when it had ephedrine in it, and she was young and healthy and in her late 30s, and she was working out. That's another thing, too, that if you take these pills and then you work out while you have that in your system after taking them, that also greatly increases your risk of having the heart attack or stroke and so forth. That makes me feel like it could really happen to anyone. I know that statistically it is a low percentage that it does end up happening to, but when you have it happen to someone that you know is young and healthy and you hear about these relatively young and healthy athletes that were taking it and that ended up dying from it, then even you know, even though the risk is relatively low, you know, you don't know if you're gonna be that one and you know, one in however many that ends up having that issue and I know some of my patients have told me that when they've taken these supplements they feel the effects from it and so they stop taking it because they feel like their heart's beating out of their chest and they start sweating and not feeling so good but not everybody gets those symptoms and just because you don't get those symptoms doesn't mean you're not going to have a negative reaction from it because I'm sure if my cousin got those symptoms she would have stopped exercising so In in a way, it might be kind of good for people to get those symptoms from it because then maybe it gets them to stop working out and stop taking the pills until, you know, until they feel better. Yeah. And actually, to go back to your one question earlier, asking if there's a type of pill that I would recommend, I wouldn't wouldn't feel comfortable really recommending any of the um, fat burners, but if someone wanted to take a fat blocker like they have... um, Zenical or Orlistat, which is a, a, I believe those are both prescription um, fat walkers. And then there is an over-the-counter one that recently came out called Ally. And so if someone wanted to take one of those, those would be considered safe. And it would block 25 to 30% of the fat that someone is eating from being absorbed. It might give someone a little bit of a boost in their um, weight loss.
0: Oh, okay. And what's the difference It
1: Actually, it blocks it in your digestive tract. So it blocks it from being absorbed into your bloodstream and the rest of your body. So it stays in your stool. So one side effect from it is that you can end up getting very loose, oily stool and that's mostly if someone keeps their fat intake really high while they're taking it, there's going to end up being a lot of that fat coming out in the stool and so it's going to yeah, not be so pleasant. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's, that's the, the main negative side effect there. But as long as someone is, you know, watching their fat intake and then they take this as well, it's going to help them to not absorb even more of the, that fat and then um, and lose weight a little bit more quickly. Keeping in mind, you know, another side effect is that it does inhibit the absorption of some of the fat-soluble vitamins because you're not absorbing as much of the fat. So it's recommended that you take a daily multivitamin that has the fat-soluble vitamins in it, which are A, D, E, and K, to make sure that you're still getting plenty of those fat-soluble vitamins.
0: So it doesn't sound like you're too hip on any of this stuff and wouldn't recommend it for anyone. Yep. Okay. And
1: even if you look on the bottles for these fat burners, it pretty much always says on there, use in conjunction with a sensible diet and exercise. And so if if you need to do the sensible diet and exercise anyways, then why waste your money on the pill that is probably not going to help you all that much, if any, and is very risky too.
0: Okay, so those of you that if you see ads, and you see, especially in your magazines that say this is the one, that it, it's just among many others that say they're the one. So don't get tricked into thinking that you have found the ultimate because of the way it's advertised, which if you look at the ads, you would believe that it's definitely going to you know, cure all your ills when it comes to uh, food and, and diet. And they certainly can't target a specific area in your body, can they?
1: No, there's, there isn't an ability to... Um, just like with exercise, there's not an ability to spot reduce. Okay. You can't work out a certain area of your body and then that's going to cause you to lose weight in that area. It really is genetics, mostly, um, as well as alcohol intake and stress, but um, genetics is the main thing that that determines where someone is going to lose weight from when they lose weight, where it's going to come from first, and when they gain weight, where it's going to go to first. And... Alcohol intake does cause you to store more fat in the abdominal area. When someone's really stressed, it could potentially, they, they think it might cause more fat to be, stored, um, to be stored in the abdominal area, but outside of that, yeah, there isn't really anything that you can eat or any way that you can exercise that's going to make you lose or gain weight in a specific area.
0: I'm glad you said it that way again so we can put it out there because some of the pills do say that. They say that they target your problem areas and I know that's crazy and I don't honestly can't imagine anything that could ever do that but you know they're out there saying that so we want to make sure that you guys are clear on that too so don't believe that hype. Be careful with this stuff and just realize what she said and what's going on in your body and... You know, be really cautious in believing the hype. I think that's what we have to be careful especially if someone else is thinking about it, even friends or someone is mentioning it to, mentioning it to you. Okay, Christy, you are in Orange County. Why don't you tell uh, my listeners if they wanted to get a hold of you if someone's in Orange County or wanted to, you know, do you do a blog or anything like that?
1: I do, yes. I have a blog as, um, as well as a website. So my website is ocnutrition.com and my blog is ocnutritionblog.com
0: Next month, are you making one of the big mistakes that causes your body to conserve calories instead of burning them? We'll talk about it. Until then, make good choices, set appropriate boundaries, spread some good vibrations in the world, find something to laugh about every day, and please, Manage your stress before it manages you. This is Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness and Get Fit, Stay Healthy, asking you to do the same.